0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.
0: Lord, we ask you to be with us today, to enlighten our hearts and our minds, help us always to be open to your Holy Spirit, and may Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth, be the Queen of my own heart and dwell within me. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. amen. In
1: the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have Father Connor Poirier. He is the associate pastor at St. Pius Church and a newly ordained priest. Welcome to the show, Father.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me on. Newly ordained, uh, June, early June.
1: All right. So tell us about yourself a little bit.
0: Well, uh, Father Poirier, I'm from Scott. Uh, the Boudin capital of the world Love where, that Where the West begins And then fun never ends So I'm um, from Scott um, Grew up very close to all my family uh, Both sets of my grandparents lived in Scott I saw both of the, all four of them pretty much multiple times a week I have an identical twin brother I'm five minutes older than him, and he looks. we look the exact same. <laughs> so if you think you see me, you might be seeing him. <laughs> and if you see him, you might be seeing me. And then I also have an older sister uh, who's three years older than both me and my brother.
1: Okay, where'd y'all go to high school?
0: So uh, we all went to Acadiana High. We went to public school our uh, whole life until I went to uh, seminary right after. Okay, all right. Acadiana high. Uh, I played football, me and my brother, won uh, some state championships, uh, nice. and then called it quits.
1: All right, go Rams. So, um, and and who has the best Boudin in Acadiana?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's actually really funny that, uh, you know, and, and Scott, all of the owners of the different Boudin places, you know, that they're, they're involved in the church somehow, you know, mm-hmm. so they're sacristans or they, they sing in the choir or whatever they are. And uh, they each come to a different mass. And so it's fun just to, like, talk to them and just, like, hear them. It's like, oh, you know, this week we did great. And then, uh, you know, the next next mass is, oh, yeah, we definitely did fantastic. you know. I, and so it's just to hear the different sides of it. I swear I would never publicly never take a stand in okay. regards to what's the best. Because it's a highly contested topic in Scott.
1: It is. I bet it is. But we know one thing. Boudin's hot, for sure. Boudin, the boudin business is good, I guess.
0: So, oh, you know. I grew up eating boudin, like. Multiple times a day, or multiple times a week, and now it's like hard to even wait in line because the line wraps around the corner. Lord, okay.
1: So, Father, I want to ask you some low-hanging fruit questions. You know, certainly being a twin, an identical twin, I I would think that you and your brother are kindred spirits. And at what point in y'all's lives was there a discussion of a vocation for either of you or both of you? Or tell me about that.
0: So, my brother. Uh, was always in in high school, middle school. He was always much holier than me. Uh, he, I'm, that's God honest truth. He was was always much more open uh, and and prayed much more fervently than I than I ever did. And then uh, whenever I had, I'd say about a conversion of heart, my senior year of high school, I just started living. out, I was Catholic, but I just started living out my faith. And a year after that, so a year of living out my faith, and then graduated from high school and right after that i told my parents i told you know my siblings that i was going to be i was going to go study for the priesthood and my brother you know we're pretty reserved Mm -hmm. in regards to our feelings you know and stuff like that he just kind of like looked at me and said really so yeah (laughs) he said okay nice
1: (laughs) and so uh he uh is your brother married or
0: uh... no no so he's a i call i say he's an entrepreneur okay he's uh he works a few different uh jobs. Uh, and so he's, uh, he's working and, and going to school.
1: All right. So Father, I love to hear conversion of heart stories. You know, tell us, uh, was that a moment or was that, how was that for you? You mentioned it.
0: Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, just going through high school, I was always Catholic. I just wasn't living out my faith. And in the spiritual life, this is a known fact. Uh, if you're not living out the faith, if you're not striving or going forward, then you're going back. Uh, It's like swimming upstream. You could never stay in the same spot in regards to the spiritual life You are either getting better or you're getting worse. And so I since I wasn't getting better. I was just getting worse and uh, Eventually uh, my going into my senior year. I just finished my junior year of high school I went to a retreat Steubenville in the Bayou and uh, I went to my very first hour of adoration my very first one and then within that hour of adoration you know just sitting in silence had no idea what to do uh i god kind of broke through my darkness and saint augustine in his conversion and uh his confessions i think said it the best he said god spoke to the ear of my heart Mm-hmm. And I think I, that's the best way I can explain it is in Saint Augustine's words that God spoke to the ear of my heart and he asked me he asked me three times, why are you running? Why are you running? And why are you running? And then after that I had a completely one eighty degree turn. I started living out my faith. I started taking seriously. Um, I I was telling people uh, I wanted to be holy, which is an astounding thing, but I didn't know how to be holy. I just didn't. I, I knew I wanted to be holy. I just didn't know how to do it. So what I did, uh, I did a very just straightforward thing. I was like, okay, well, who do I know that is holy? And I said, well, my grandparents. All of my grandparents I thought were very holy. And so I, I just looked at them. And I said, okay, what do they do? I said, well, they wake up early in the morning. So, okay, I'm going to start waking up early in the morning. (laughs) And uh, so I started waking up at 5 a.m. every morning. uh, And I said, well, they pray the rosary. And so I I said, okay. So I just would wake up at 5 a.m. and pray a rosary. And then uh, I saw that they read the Bible. And I was like, okay. Or I was like, holy people, they, they read the Bible. And so I just started reading scripture. And it was just those very three simple things that started, that kind of nurtured over the course of a year just a vocation to where i'm now not just laxedadal and and floating downstream i'm now swimming upstream in regards to holiness uh and and striving for holiness
1: that's so beautiful and
0: so my story is very similar uh so 5
1: a.m you mentioned the holy spirit's bouncing in this studio you know i've been in a door at your church saint Pius. uh for 17 years now 5 a.m. on Fridays uh, our little spiritual group hmm. and uh, we went from the old Adoration Chapel to now the fancy new one oh you know? yeah it's nice it's nice <laughs> and uh yeah same thing when I made Crisio I walked out of there I had I'd been to Catholic school my whole life but I don't recall ever saying a rosary and And just began to say a rosary every day because I wanted to hold on to that feeling. And for me, you know, you mentioned about, you know, getting better or getting worse. And it was described to me like this, like, it's like a dog on a chain, the devil. And the further you just get away from God, you you become within that chain where that dog can bite you. And the closer you get to God, that that devil can bark, uh, that dog can bark, you know, but he can't get to you. And for me, I see that vision
0: in my mind, you know. Hmm.
1: So, uh, uh, so, your grandparents, good Cajun Catholics, you oh, would say? Of yeah. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> from what, what, Scott?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, so my, uh, my grand, on my mom's side, yes. And the mm-hmm. Sauvors, mm-hmm. Um And then on my dad's side, the Poiriers, mm-hmm. fr- they came from Donaldsonville uh, and then came to Scott.
1: Okay. Yeah. My wife's family's got Donaldsonville family. That's so cool. So, what is it about the Cajun culture that uh, draws you or that, that makes us special and different?
0: Um, wow. Wow. I love my Cajun culture. I really do. I think, I think the thing that puts it head and shoulders above the rest is our faith. Uh, For sure. I mean, the Diocese of Lafayette, a lot of people don't know this, but the Diocese of Lafayette is the most Catholic diocese in the entire nation. I think in the world, we are ranked like three or four, like number one being Rome, wow. the Diocese of Rome, and then somewhere in Spain, and then after that, the diocese of lafayette in louisiana and so i think our faith makes us like who we are mm-hmm. everything about it like think of the cajun flag the star that represents mary or the louisiana flag the uh the pelican pecking at its breast that represents the eucharist in jesus he feeds himself to his young um it is so imbe- every the parishes the, no other place is like oh that's uh that's that parish or that parish it's like, no, they have, like, counties and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. because of, you know, Catholic parishes. And then, uh, you know, St. Martinville or St. Landry, all these saints, you know, it's it's imbued. I think that the fact that Cajuns just love to have a good time and just talk with people, our food is amazing. Uh I'd, I would rather live nowhere else. Yeah, me too me too so you've been sent to a
1: special place i watched that church get built you know and my mother when she was alive wanted to see that church before she died and her and i were able to go in there and took a picture in front of that beautiful uh pieta in the the, the Mm -hmm. lobby but what's it been like being in that big brand new church
0: it's uh i think it's been amazing there's a lot of work and uh it is good work the people are phenomenal um The parish is very, very active, and so I I wake up very early, go to bed very late, and I go to bed a happy, tired, (laughs) every day a happy, tired. There's no days where I'm just kind of like twiddling my thumbs.
1: (laughs) I bet not. We had Father Brady on the show um, uh, not long ago, and um, just a great man, and I'm sure that's been good for you to mentor as well. Mm -hmm,
0: Absolutely. Uh, He has a heart for his people, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, that's so so awesome. So tell me, Father, you mentioned um, reading the Bible, and that's something that we all, I guess, struggle with where to start from. And um, how would you recommend someone start reading, And, and, and where are you now? If you're if you're still reading a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, so I uh, I do a holy hour every day, and in my holy hour I read just a little bit of scripture every day, um, and of course in my study for homilies and stuff you read scripture. So um, where do I recommend? I recommend people, if you don't know where to begin, here's just a refresher in 30 seconds. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. The Old Testament happened before Jesus, and the New Testament happens when Jesus is born. I recommend, if you're a Catholic and you've never picked up the Bible, go to the New Testament. It's like the back forth of the Bible, and read one of the Gospels, or Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. The Gospels are unique because they talk about Jesus' life when he walked, on earth, right? So he's, this is his ministry day to day. And so you get to encounter Jesus in his ministry. The rest of the New Testament is kind of like, okay, Jesus ascends into heaven and it's the ministry of the apostles or the writings of uh, the different apostles, uh, Peter and Paul or John.
1: I love it. Uh, So I was telling my daughter, she's in counseling, getting her master's at UL. And we were having a deep discussion about how to help people through their problems, you know, that's what I guess she's going to school for. And I say, I said this last night, you know, that everything that's happened uh, to us as humans has happened before, probably the same problems for 3,000 years. And I think you can reference into the Bible somewhere where someone went through the same problem you're having. Uh, And for me, you know, if you get to know the Bible intimately, it's, it's such a living document where we can be healed over some of the things that i find in my life
0: yeah is that the bible is not just another book right so i read hamlet i read you Mm -hmm. know different acts i read the bible is not just another great book the bible is the living word of god and so it's this incredible thing that when i read the bible something happens to me it it legitimately changes me it changes my heart it changes my outlook on life it things happen when you read the bible because it's not just the dead word it's the living word of god
1: yeah so there's just that word living boy i tell you my the holy spirit last night i'm, I'm reading brant petrie the bridegroom of the mm. church And I read the Jewish roots of the Eucharist and I just can't put this book down and I'm reading it very, very good. Yeah. One chapter. And so last night I'm on this chapter about the living water and the historical, you know, significance to the living water at the woman at the well and uh, just them piercing Jesus's side. And I never really understood why water and blood came out. I, I knew that obviously there's spiritual significance, but man, so, so beautiful. I mean, you know, uh, tell me uh, again, uh, what, 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 are you, are you a big reader?
0: I I try, well, I read, I read every day. I kind of put three, from my reading, there's three different topics or three sections. There's my own personal spiritual reading. So it's a, typically, a, a, books by saints on priestly holiness that I put those in. And then my reading during my holy hour, which is, very much strictly scripture mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, there's reading that I do every day which is further studying and which is either given for talks or homily prep and so I try to I read but there's always a purpose to it I never read just as like oh you know I would love to just yeah. read this book it's always a purpose to me reading I see
1: well remind our listeners you're listening to Cajun Catholics <clears throat> today's guest is Father Connor Poirier he is the associate pastor at St. Pius the Tenth Church in Lafayette and a newly ordained priest, and uh, one of your compadres, Father Casey Dugar, was on the show recently, and I believe there was a third priest that you guys maybe had all gone that are still in this area, correct? Uh,
0: so me, Father Casey Dugar, and Father Seth Lemaire okay, yeah. was the other one ordained. He's now back in Rome oh. finishing up some studies. I see.
1: Well Father Casey and I had grand plans <clears throat> to have all three of y'all on the show at one time maybe we can <laughs> still
0: put that together one day that would be phenomenal
1: yeah so uh, Father, tell me your interest outside when you're not on the pulpit or uh, w- what are your outside hobbies or interests
0: so first, I love to go hunting oh I'm a you know I'm a Cajun Cajun guy I've been hunting my whole life uh, and so I love to hunt uh, what do i love to hunt i love to hunt anything Uh, (laughs) i just love to be out in the woods to uh and to you know i love to cook Mm -hmm. i love to cook it was always just a popular thing i think in our cajun culture a lot of men cook you know it's like you know they're cooking the gumbo they're cooking the jambalaya they're cooking you know these big things for a lot of people it's typically the men and uh so i just grew up watching a lot of men cook uh these big dishes for fun events and uh I, i love to cook um also I try to work out at least three times a week. All right. Hopefully four. Just okay. to just to keep me, you know, sane. Sure,
1: sure. And so that's <clears throat> that's a big part of my prayer life, uh when I work out, you know. Definitely. <clears throat> that's my prayer time when I run and whatnot. Uh me and the Lord are having some deep discussions <laughs> at that moment. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> so <clears throat> so tell me father, uh, what is your best Cajun dish that you cook?
0: My best? I don't know. You probably have to. I made a, I made a rabbit and deer sausage sauce pecan earlier. Say what? Yeah. So it's uh, some deer and rabbit that uh, we got. Um, and so I made that. Probably my, my favorite thing to cook in the whole wide world. I cook a lot of different things. But, of course, it, yes, any Cajun. What's their favorite thing mm. to cook? It's always going to be gumbo. Oh, I love, of course. I, just, I love the idea of sitting outside, like, in the morning, having a big... Uh, like you know, pot on the uh, fire outside on the burner, and then just starting in the morning, and then eating it at night, just you know, slow all day long, and then having people uh, there the whole time. That's a that's a great time. For Low me. and slow. Now, do you make your own roux? Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a, I'm one of the I'm one of the very few, but very firm Catholics, uh, uh, Cajuns that that still believe. You make your own roof, Absolutely, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm with you on that one.
0: So who's a better cook, you or your brother? Me.
1: <laughs> I mean, My brother
0: does cook, though. I, I
1: kind of figured that. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, so Father Mike Delcom is a close friend, and he and I go round and round about he likes to hunt a lot. Mm-hmm. He he likes to dove hunt, which I say is like shooting the Holy Spirit. What's your take <laughs> on that one?
0: <laughs> it was that I heard a, a homily one time for Pentecost, and I busted out laughing. I'm in a seminary, and I'm at on, on the altar, and I'm laughing. This priest just gets up there, and he said, Guys, the Holy Spirit's not a bird. I guess, <laughs> I guess he kept hearing that. He's like, Oh, this dove came. It's the Holy Spirit, you know, or whatever. And he's, like, he's just like, Look. The Holy Spirit is God. It's not a bird. Oh, <laughs> so, my. So the, uh, I just started laughing because I guess someone was firmly convinced that all doves are the Holy Spirit yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, like when I see the doves, you know, boy, that's my little reminder for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, so um, I mentioned this uh, to some guests, and I, I, I walk down this this road, and sometimes that road doesn't go anywhere. But do, have you watched The Chosen? you seen little bit No.
0: So it's uh, just, just yeah. like my daily schedule. If I, I'm not against it, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, my day starts at like typically like 4 or 4.30 a.m. And then yeah. I'm moving and grooving.
1: Yeah, so for for our avid listeners, I promise I'll never ask that question again because
0: <laughs> I, I can't get
1: anybody to say yes. And it is a beautiful, <clears throat> it, it, it will move you to tears for sure. Many of the episodes, it's beautiful. Not made I hear it's people. phenomenal. It is. It's really good stuff. So, Father, uh, tell me... Um, um, of the, the Trinity, uh, is there one of the, 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 the three persons in Christ that you may be closer to or further from?
0: Um, no, I try to—I think, like, whenever I pray, it's always to the triune God. So think about, like, in Mass, like, do Jesus Christ, our, uh, your Son, our Lord— and the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. So it's like we end all of our prayers in that trinity or even begin it, right? In mm-hmm. the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I think it's when I pray, I respect the distinctions that are made mm-hmm. while also their unity, right? So I, I pray in the Holy Spirit to the Son so that he may present my prayers to the Father, um, And so, because there's no one that knows the Father except the Son, and the only way to the Father is through the Son. And we pray in the Spirit. At at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is given to us, and baptism and confirmation, it's uh, confirmed in us. We're given a full portion of that uh, Holy Spirit, the grace. And so, whenever I pray, I try to, I think I just, yeah, I, I pray to all of them, but with respecting their distinctions, but also respecting their unity.
1: I heard it said once uh, that um, while our prayer group was talking about this, not that it's really a, a big vital issue, but just something for us to talk about. But at at, at the moment of consecration, um, at I heard it on EWTN that that the moment where you say this is my body, at that that is is that moment where where it no longer is bread. What's your take on that?
0: So um, the, there's two parts to what, what makes a sacrament a sacrament, right? Is both the form and the matter. So the matter is just, you know, the right stuff. So uh, I need bread and I need uh, wine and water, right? Uh, that 's the right stuff, the matter, and then the form is the words or the words of so like when i 'm pouring water over a baby for baptism like, in the name of the I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the holy Spirit, and then whenever I say all of those words, then the ba- and I pour water, the baby is baptized, and so for consecration it 's not at like let 's say this mo like is my body it's Mm -hmm. whenever i say what's called the words of institution and i have the right matter then is the is it transformed it's called transubstantiation it's transformed into the and so i need both i can't see
1: i like that i like that so um well so father what uh has anything surprised you being a priest just uh, uh for a short time but i guess what has been the biggest surprise uh of your of your young priest, priestly life so far. Well, wow. <laughs>
0: the biggest surprise the biggest surprise is that how much work there is to do. Yeah. Like I was, you know, I worked very hard in seminary, um, and then you know, but we wouldn't. Ne- I was never told like how much work there is to do. I've always assumed that mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done, but um, I mean. There is a lot of it's more work. Than that, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of work <laughs> to be done, and it's just you know, it, do you tell people? It's not like people were hiding it from me. It was just a big surprise. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like my days are packed. My days are like eighteen-hour days, and I'm still saying no to people mm-hmm. because they— and so, but that's a very good thing for me, and I think for priests that we go, we can go to bed a happy, tired, until I like, I'm not just twiddling my thumbs all day I go to bed and I I can look back on my day and I say wow God really used me today and it's a beautiful thing
1: it is Uh, and you know I have a few priest friends and um, I feel guilty texting I think in the social media world I would imagine that you're even more overwhelmed because you know if people are texting you or Instagramming however it is they communicate Mm -hmm. with you it's just so much and I know that when i text my my good friends that are uh, like father mike and all it's it's you're gonna have to wait a little while before you get a response and uh and i feel guilty really almost communicating with him because i know it's it's just like a 24 7 job and and uh i would imagine with social media it's and i guess that's the only form you you've known
0: yeah so the (laughs) uh well a big blessing for me is that i I, you know i'm very young but i don't have social media mm-hmm. you know i'm pretty um but i'm okay with that because i see i see a thousand people a day you sure. know i don't really and so a big thing that helps me get a grip on it is that i don't like i have instagram but i don't have facebook mm-hmm. i don't i don't post i don't get on facebook because oh you're right the uh but in regards to feeling guilty i would not ne- like for me and I'm yeah. sure Father, Del- or you know, other priests are the same way. I would never want someone to feel guilty for reaching out to yeah. me. It's just you know, I, I reach out to people, and I know that they're busy, and uh, they probably won't get back to with me. But I'm perfectly all right with that. I reach out, and I say well, they'll get back with me when they can.
1: Yeah, one thing that stuck with me, uh, Father Mike and I for, go way back. You know, is his his um, I guess big surprise was the having to handle the financial side of a, of a parish and. And I guess in his way, he felt like maybe he wasn't completely prepared for that side of it. Like, you know... I guess when you have such a priestly calling, you're so Holy spirit driven and you want to spend your time ministering to the people. But at the same time, you got to do this job over here where you got to balance the books, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's something that I guess you, you, you're not really having to fight just yet. Maybe.
0: No, right now, uh, especially in these first years, uh, whenever you're underneath someone, uh, I'm underneath father Brady at St. Pius, um, you go to a lot of meetings to observe. Now I'm, I'm very much able to give my own input and everything but sure. but a lot of it is me observing and seeing how things are done because especially at St. Pius mm-hmm. such a big parish a lot of you know a lot of funds to help it keep going I'm able to see a well-oiled machine from you know sure behind the curtains and able to see how it works and how it sh- how it should work and how it shouldn't work and what what methods work the best
1: Yeah your mentor there's got a lot of a lot of business experience. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So
0: it's uh, it's valuable years for learning.
1: Yeah, just a few minutes left on the show. Time's flying here. But, uh, you know, what is your hope and expectations for your parishioners and for yourself as you move forward in, in your priesthood?
0: My hope is that they grow in love of God through our Blessed Mother. Uh, Mary helps us to love her son because no one ever loved Jesus more than Mary. And you can never love Mary too much, because no one ever loved her more than Jesus. And so Mary, I I hope that my parishioners, uh, even the listeners here, would come to realize that faith, having a loving relationship with God requires, requires, is necessary, a relationship with his mother. Like, think about it. For me, if, uh, if I knew my mom wasn't invited somewhere, she wasn't liked or loved there somewhere, I'd probably be way more hesitant mm-hmm. to go there. Well Jesus, you know, who created his mom and she is the only one that ever looked down to heaven when she held him in his arms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Mary could help me love Jesus so much better than what I can because she can teach me. She can teach me how to love her son. So I, I hope that I could help my parishioners and the people here grow in love and worship of God. But with the help of Mary, that's yeah, what I want.
1: I think that's well said. And as Cajun Catholics, we understand that clearly, right? We love
0: our mothers. Mama Mary is very important. <laughs> Even, uh, you know, people, yeah, Mama Mary is, don't ever talk about, people will say, you know, I remember hearing that uh, someone says, like, hey, Father, uh, Jesus, was, uh, he was conceived without sin? Like, Jesus didn't have original sin? I was like, no, well, you know, Jesus, he's, he was God, so, you know, he didn't have original sin, they said, oh, okay. And I said, well, Mary didn't either. I said, oh, yeah, but we know that. <laughs> so, so people know about Mary. <laughs> people That's know right. about Mary. Uh, Jesus, you know. Especially here in South Louisiana.
1: So just been a, a, a real uh, a blessing for you to be on the show today. I wish you the best. You'll be in my prayers, and I hope we get to hunt together soon.
0: Oh, I would love that. Yeah, come see how
1: bad Father Casey shoots. You won't believe it. <laughs>
0: I I already believe it
1: yeah so I'm asking for a confession on that one Father I'm just kidding about that (laughs) Father Casey you've been listening to Cajun Catholics today's guest was Father Connor Poirier he has been the associate pastor at St. Pius Church and just starting out and uh, be a great soldier for Christ for all of us and again thank you for being on the show Father and we challenge all our listeners to engage the Cajun Catholic in you and until next time God bless
0: God bless